Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro. Easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Good morning. Today's bonus is a discussion with E-Ruth and myself on Stereo App. It is longer than what I'm providing to you today, but if you would like the full show, go on stereo and listen to it in its entirety. Um, it's about the many uh, perspectives when it comes to this abortion thing, not just abortion by itself, because it cannot be talked about one-sided. Uh, this is just a bonus. It's not the full episode. This is actually Eve Ruth's show that she invited me to. And because we are close and we've gotten to know each other through discussions, um, we talked about this. And we have had episodes in the past where we talked about um, abortion in like a two-part episode, I think, last year. If you are subscribed on Red Circle to most of my old episodes uh, exclusively you can listen to it but for the most part I hope you guys enjoy this discussion the show the messages and the clips be open-minded and uh, check out this week's episode did I say episode I said episode use them lips girl use them lips episode gotcha check out the episode going i know i've, I've, I've i haven't yeah, seen you posting the my house now your plant so babies yes there's lots of babies in here and what's so crazy is i used to hate my mom having plants in the house as a kid and now look at me look at me <laughs> well i'm sure you i'm sure you uh, I, I mean i don't know like i am i'm terrible at i've never been able to have a successful plant in my house although i love them so i know when you have one you're like oh my gosh you're growing. You're nice and green. You haven't died. Like I just, I just. Uh, my sister, she grows stuff too. My my stepmom, my sisters, my stepmom, they all grow plants too. My mother-in-law grows plants too. So she has plants everywhere in her house. It's just a, it's such a nice feeling. It just feels really good to be in that. I mean, they help you. They help you have better air. Um, it's a natural smell that's in your house better than plugging in stuff, lighting candles, you toss it in candles. 
that's um, connected to women not being able to reproduce. (laughs) Um, Even companies like Bed Bath, not Bed Bath, but um, Bath and Body Works, who tell you that the chemicals in there do mess with women's reproduction. Um, And a lot of people don't care. They just want what they want. But I'm I'm just into having clean spaces. Yes. healthy spaces. I changed my air filter and the AC. That's something you should do at the start of each season. Um, change your air filter. And um, I just want my home to not just look like peace, but also be peace. Yes. I'm with it. Well, I'm I'm building. I don't know. The, the, the last update that I think I had for you, we were still trying to find a place. And we we went through the struggle. We were definitely mm-hmm. going through the struggle. Like, I'm going to tell everybody, like, everybody knows the price of rent is outrageous. So if you locked yes, into your place, you're, you know, you're golden. I hope that everybody's getting some prosperity so they can still manage the ridiculous amount of rates. Like, I'm in Florida now, so uh, Florida has, like, the highest rent rate uh, in the nation. Um, and I did not mm-hmm. know that when I was getting ready to move, move down here. Um, and so we went down here to buy, but when we went to go buy the house, it was, they didn't have materials. They stopped building. By the time we went, were staying here, we didn't spend the little bit of savings that we had because we were living off of what we were trying to, to, to use as our down yeah. payment. And so long story short, we ended up staying with my sister for a couple of months and then we ended up moving away from there. We were trying to get into um, some, we were trying to get into a place, but I didn't know that my old landlord put down that I didn't pay one of my like my last month to leave the, the place and I'm like where is this bill coming from I disputed it <laughs> I'm like I'm not paying that this is not happening they were like no yeah. it happened so we long story short we that was what was holding us back for so long like trying to apply I'm like where is where what is it that's in this report that's saying that I don't have I can't I can't rent and so we, mm. we stayed in hotels for like a good four months it was rocky it was a rocky road but I will say this is that my kids did really well under that under those circumstances um, when we were yeah, going back and forth. That's what I was worried and... about. I'm just like, ooh, one room. Yes, yes, they did. I mean, exceptionally well. I mean, everybody was like, okay, I'm on this side. I'm dressing. <laughs> I'm on this side. I'm dressing like that. Yeah. And they they talked to each other. It was no like fighting. There was no like complaining. Nobody was like, mommy went, mommy went. Every now and then they're like, mommy, where we get the house? I'm like, you know, we're working on it. Um, you know, Ken's out working really hard. So we, that kind of put a pause that all of that put a pause on us just coming on stereo and having these discussions and stuff like that. So now I finally, we finally got into a place. Um, we moved in April, middle of April, and we're just slowly building up. So, um, you know, next step is to just get the things that we absolutely need. I I saw, a, um, what's the truck? What's the, what's that rental place? People will be buying their, their uh, stuff from, um, one of them, you know, rent to own one of them rent to old places. Uh, um, I can't remember the name of it now, but anyway, that's some rent to own truck I saw in the neighborhood. I'm like, you know what? I am so glad <laughs> I did not go that route. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting it out. When I have the cash to pay for the couch, I will pay for the mm-hmm. couch with the couch. I'm not getting oh, it. no rent, more debt. Rent a center, like rent a center. Yes, rent a center marks their stuff up at least three hundred percent, and they purposely target. They love families who are income-based to the point where one payment and they back and they got money in the bag. Yes. Um, my, my ex um, was a manager from one in Mississippi and they paid him very well. But it's a very dangerous job to the point where when you need to come get the stuff because they're not making their payments and people 
pulling out guns on you to get off their property. Like, is it worth it? No. Um, <laughs> but Nicole, we do see your message. I'm gonna play her message real quick. Yeah. So am I. I'm in Florida. What part of Florida? I'm in Port St. Lucie. The place that's supposed to be cheaper. <laughs> it's sort of. It's just not like Miami. Miami's out. I mean, it's out. I, I never plan on moving to Miami anyway. But what, what were you? Um, and thank you so much for asking, Nicole. Yeah, but um, it's just, it's just a lot, and I feel like uh, people who are wealthier mm-hmm. have a plan for Florida to for Florida to be like a place of amazement where you just. You browse through and watch everybody else that can afford to live there be there. Yes, and it's like I that. feel like that's their goal. Like that's that, you know, older people's retirement place, and they want to make basically make it unable to be lived in by middle class people, and you have to be like the upper of the mm-hmm. up to live there. Same thing like California. California is a hot version of New York, more expensive. Mm. Uh, things are far more distant. The transit is not as well as New York, but at the same time, uh, there's a lot of people like one check away from poverty. Yes. And and people that make, and people, let me just clarify this. Let me just stop and say, thank you all for joining. Thank you, Miss Smitty. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you, Eva, for joining. Um, It's people who make money. Like me, like Kevin and I, we do are like, we do pretty good for what we make, but for what we, what we bring in. But the cost yeah. of everything is exorbitant. Like it's almost like when I think about what it I was turns, paying, it turns your it turns your pay into pennies. Yes, yes, yes. We were basically paying like four thousand to five thousand dollars almost for the month of just living in hotels. Like that was yes, that's like that was like the rent. That was like my rent for the like the, it was crazy. And I'm just like, so nobody's gonna ask any questions. Like all these people were talking about you know, the, how outrageous the Disney is and all this stuff with all the, 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 the don't say gay thing that's going on in Florida. Nobody's concerned about doing something about this inflation, about, about these inflated gas prices, inflated rent, like some of the stuff they're just doing because they can. And it's, 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 yeah. oh, it's so much, but let's go and get in, into it. I appreciate you for joining. Shen was gracious, gracious enough to come because she has another talk coming up too. So um, you know, just be, the goal of this conversation is to really have us all present whatever type of opinions or perspectives we have on this topic. We all know what happened with the leakage of the opinion from the Supreme Court on abortion. And, you know, Chan and I, we had two talks about this before. I don't remember what month yeah. it was, but it was really uh, like very transparent. We had a couple of um, women that came in and talked about their abortion stories. We were both pretty transparent about where our positions were, but also sensitive to the fact that it's not an easy decision, while also still right. holding our, our, you know, our um, beliefs on abortion. So just to set the tone first, um, I want to just be able to share that there's like rules of engagement for everybody in terms of leaving comments is, um, and that is, um, you know, rules of engagement is like tone and energy, right? Try to be compassionate, understanding as you're leaving messages, Um, you know, tell the truth, you know, it's uh, try to be aware of being uh, unbiased, but also be honest, be yourself. You know, if you have a a position on something, you know, state it, we're not here to judge. We want everybody to have an honest conversation, try to be intentional and transparent and open-minded and try to do it while expressing humility like you know listening to each other the last couple of days on stereo i've been on i came on girl it's been wild it's been a wild 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 ride like i was literally having to like 
somebody said mercury retrograde which i never knew what that really was but i was like oh this is what that's like it was crazy so i'm trying to do my best in um at least trying to yeah i still don't know what that is and i really feel like it's just an excuse for people to bullshit <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> it's been a lot of that on on uh, on these streets as of late. Um, and then, of course, I'm holding myself accountable, which is if there's messages, um, I'm going to take notes so that I can make sure I'm responding to keep the conversation flowing. Um, but we'll play the messages as they come. And I see there's one in the chamber uh, chamber there, so we're going to pop that while it's there, and then um, I'll go back into some more. What's up, Ebrus and Chan? Um, what I've realized is a lot of the terms we even use to describe wealth are outdated because of inflation. Like back in the day, the word millionaire meant something. It still means a little something now, but it doesn't mean what it meant to win a million dollars. It's a fraction of what it used to be. Like when people say, oh, I'm a six-fig person. I'm a six-fig nigga. It's like you're, you're a six-fig nigga in California. That is not the same as it used to be when that term actually came out. Like six figures. You could be broke making six figures. I see it. Yes. Yeah. Um, being rich. I don't, that's why I don't use rich. I use wealthy. Wealthy mm-hmm. means if I needed to get enough money to buy a yacht tomorrow, I could sell some property and buy that yacht. Wealthy is my children don't have to work by the time they need to work. They already can live off of what I've already did. Wealthy is I don't have to act, go to a bank for a loan. I can call Greg that I went to school with and we'll go in business together and I'll give them a percentage and I don't have to go through main corporations. That's wealthy. And wealthy is also being very healthy within yourself to know that you're not worried about what middle-class people are worried about. If you wanted to predominantly shop somewhere at like Whole Foods or Sprouts or only eat four-star restaurant food and have your food delivered, you can do that. But a lot of people might work really, really hard and make six figures, but their health is shit. So by the time they need to retire, they're not going to be alive to enjoy life. Yep. Your status so spot on. The perspective of what is wealthy is different for everybody. Yeah. I'm glad that you outlined it that way too, because that's something that we struggle with is like having the patience to be able to even experience the wealth or share the wealth. It's like, I, yeah. I got it, but, I, you know, and it's the fact that you said you have somebody that can, that can share it with you and, and know that in time it's going to duplicate. In time, you're going to actually really be able to enjoy it. I think we need to have more conversations and when we talk about wealth that way, which, you know, I don't know if we don't have one of those, but I know you talk about stuff like this in your podcast. So, um, uh, And then so I just want to just say really quickly too, I want to shout out to Butch because Butch is the one who had this stereo etiquette conversation yesterday. Oh, <laughs> That's the boo. Hey, Kevin. I'm surprised that you're actually able to listen. I'm glad you're listening. I don't know. He's driving Lyft right now, so I don't know if people are going to... Um, I don't know if this topic is going to be touchy. Uh, so let's get, <laughs> get ready for that. Um, <laughs> um, but although he left. He was like, yeah, maybe he got a ride right now. But yeah, he's driving Lyft right now. So I was like, I was thinking about that. I was like, dang it. I don't know what's going to happen if you're listening, but just be aware. That Can gonna, I do a disclaimer? This is a... Yes. Okay. Disclaimer. We are not not for people having abortions and we are not for people must have abortions we're for whatever your decision is that's yes. going to be suitable for your situation or your life and e ruth and i have we had a conversation about this i want to say it was a two-parter because it was so long yeah that my thing this week 
with everybody talking about this is stop acting like in the United States there's not other more important issues that we have had for decades that should be at the forefront and abortions ain't Yeah. It's not. It's really and I not. really feel like it's at a point of it just being a distraction uh, to distract people and make them talk about something else because there's other issues. Why, why isn't it preventative? What is, what is the main factor of people leading up to thinking, I need to get an abortion? What are the living conditions of people like for them to be like, I need to get this abortion? Yeah. Could it be their education? Could it be the lack of support? Could it be the fact that they're working three jobs and still can't afford their lifestyle? Why, why does a person in the United States have to work three jobs to be able to put food on their table and pay their bills? That's a problem. Yeah. It's definitely a problem that, it, it, it's such a, it is such a problem that when you think about when he passed by, like I live by a Planned Parenthood. I didn't know I lived by Planned Parenthood until I seen the man standing on this. It was one singular man standing with the sign. And I'm like, okay, if this was that big of an issue, not to say that people don't care about it, but if it was such an epidemic, why is it just this one man? And every time you go by a Planned Parenthood, it's, it's like two or three people, you know, four people, maybe five people that are out there, very passionate people. They really care about what they care about, but they also are missing a whole, like you just said, a whole big problem that's happening to children and that's child, that's abuse, child abuse. And um, the reason why this, the, this, this topic is so important um, and why I have a uh, hashtag whispered because everybody knows like white supremacy purging in progress and how it's tied to this discussion. I feel like everything that we're dealing with in terms of the distractions start with white supremacy. It's, it's such a distraction. We can't get to actually everybody, every community dealing with child abuse, every community dealing with sexual child sexual abuse, every community dealing with domestic violence. Like this is a thing that happens in all communities. And so for me, when I think about like white dominance, I think it always, it always was meant in the terms of abortion conversation, it's always meant to maintain a white population, even if it has errors by way of human, the human condition where people abuse and, um, and people think, well, if, we, if there's abuse and people are suffering, that's just a part of life. And that's not a part of it. It doesn't have to be a part of life. It is avoidable. So we're going to talk and a little bit about that's, that. That's why so many people today are in love with the struggle. Mm-hmm. You don't have to struggle in order to be a good person or to be worthy of getting something good. There's too many people in love with the struggle, and that's why we have a lot of the generation who are now able to have kids who are raised by parents who had to struggle. Now they become parents, and it's like, as soon as you turn 18, you on your own. Yep. It, it should, that should not be the case. Why are you recreating a struggle for your child when they can stay with you and leave on a better footing so it's all of that yeah and we have we have uh, one more in the in the chamber i'm gonna, I'm gonna press, press play Shit, hell yeah you can be broke making six figures Shit, let gas prices keep going up you could be putting six figures in your goddamn gas thing <laughs> yep <laughs> Could be spending six figures to put groceries in your motherfucking house. Shit, is this shit going? Just don't know.
It's true. That's what I feel like. I feel like some days I'm like, okay, let me do 30. Okay, I know I had to put 60 in here. Dang, how am I going to work this out? It's, it's, there's some real but decisions that we made. Before this, gas prices went up. The most I put in my car to fill it up is $17. Okay, I got a little SUV truck. Now, when I go to Costco, because I got a Costco card for my business, I get to pay a little bit lower in gas. So it's mm-hmm. really like $25 to fill my tank. But I only go to the office like once a week. And um, that's, that's about 30 minutes away from my house. And everything else is pretty close. So I'm not out in the streets. I'm in the house. But yeah. some people don't have that benefit like I do. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's crazy because even I work from home. Kevin works outside mm-hmm. the house. But I drop all the kids to school and Kevin to work. We have our one car. If you know that one car struggle, it's a one car struggle. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a one car struggle. But I will say is that, you know, that's when I realized, that's when it hit us. Because before the kids were t- catching the bus for the most part. But my sister, all her kids, she drove her, her kids to school. So we just end up doing it that way. But I'm like, y'all won't ride this bus next year. Okay? If the gas prices yeah, keep up, the way it is. Yeah, I want the girls to get on a bus. Right now, the girls, um, they're virtual. So I don't even do that. Yeah. And that's, that is the plus. If, I mean, if anybody can get something virtual, it's always helpful, but then you also add the fact that, you know, uh, food prices going up and all these things tied to, you know, some of the conditions that lead to child abuse, right? Like the fact that somebody can't yeah. afford gas prices, all the desperation. So we're going to talk a little, we're going to talk even, more about that even, too. Um, girl, there's so many things to talk about. Even there is our, our virtual school at the beginning home with the child abusers. <laughs> Yes, yes. That is sometimes those kids their only escape was going to school. Yep. Yeah, well that's where they're finding out now. They're, as people are going back to school, they're starting to report like the the what is it? It's, the numbers vary. It's like three million to four million million reports of uh where children are being referred to either by their teacher, um, by their um medical professional. Um, by neighbor, by someone else in the community that sees a child. It's so hard because where I live, I mean at midnight, one o'clock in the morning, sometimes I hear a child like crying and I'm like, I look at my window. Yeah, I'm being nosy. And I'm like, what is going on outside? I'm trying to see what's going on. And it's like a three or four year old is outside with her mom and she's screaming at this three or four year old. And I'm, 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 I'm all watch. Like I watch my neighbor, <laughs> like not because I'm trying to be nosy, but because we have to be aware because that is a part of the problem is that we're not necessarily where we don't know what to do. You know, how do you confront someone who is doing so? Or how do you talk to someone to hopefully try to get enough information or catch, get your eye on them so that we know, you know, what's going on. And in America, we, it's not like with our parents, right? Our parents, you, you probably, you, we, both of our parents are Jamaican. So we grew up in com- uh, communities where, you know, our I knew my my parents knew all of our neighbors, and actually our neighborhood was very um, multicultural. There was like somebody from Peru, there was somebody from wherever. So my dad and my my stepmom they made it their business to know every one of their neighbors. We go to each other's houses. We had somebody that was Haitian that lived down the street. It's different mm-hmm. now for whatever reason because maybe there's a fear of this, you know, our generation is like, mind your business. Like, if you see me slap my child in the because mouth, that's not your business. Because our generation is filled with the internet that's a takeaway and too much information of the negativity and not enough positivity to balance that out. So for me, I was telling my mom, like, when I was my oldest daughter's age, eight, I would leave the house at 9 a.m. and be outside until 6.30 and not see my mom. I'd probably come in to pee. If I know of a friend that I trust, I might go in their house to pee. 
and I'm going back outside. And my thing is, like, I don't even let the girls go to the mailbox. And mm-hmm. I watch them from the house without me looking. Yeah. It's different times. I don't know the names of my neighbors on purpose because I know how people act outside is not what they appear to be inside. And unfortunately, my children don't have the um, space to be like, can I go over Christmas house? And they have kids, but I don't know how they treat their kids. I don't know how they talk to their kids. Yeah. I don't know how they deal with each other in the house. And who am I to be like, oh, you could go over there, but I'm going to stand over there and watch. That's yeah. crazy. So I'm just like, no, they can't come over and play. Sorry. Yeah. My son asked me all the time, too, Mommy, can my friend come over? I'm like, I don't know his mom yet, but when I do get a chance to meet his mom, maybe we could meet somewhere. Like, it's it's just, even with even when you think about our parents, like, you hear all these stories now of where kids are talking about what happened back in those days. And and these were mm-hmm. seemingly good situations. Like I said, you're, 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 my dad knew, our, we knew all our neighbors, but we didn't really know what was going on in anybody's house behind closed doors. And and now we look forward, we see that there were some things going on behind closed doors where there Listen, was physical so abuse. Many, yeah, so many families who had their biological kids hanged up in rooms, not feeding them. And on the outside of the house, it was, oh, they look like a good home. They have mm-hmm. a dog, they have two cars. You know, they have a nice house. We see them go in and out of the house. We see them go to church. But these people are doing things behind these, do- these doors and I don't want any parts. So yeah. my, my, and I, I, sometimes I feel guilty about it. Uh, am I holding my kids back from building these, these relationships with kids? But at the same time, it's kind of like people out here are too money hungry and they'll disappear tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> there'll, there'll be no record of their name. You know, they were living so fraudulent that they don't exist. Mm-hmm. And now your kid is gone and you can't trace them to nobody. And I'm just to the point where, like, if a child comes over here and falls off the trampoline and then their family sue me, I don't want to deal with that. So, no, yeah. you cannot come over. <laughs> yeah. No. And it's funny that it's not like it's not a mainstream conversation to be had right now. That the abortion is the mainstream conversation. It's funny that abuse isn't. But I'm gonna pop some bubbles and then I'm gonna talk a little bit more about getting into the this is this is really like a three-part conversation, to be honest with y'all. We're not gonna cover everything today, but at least I wanna be able to cover sort of how we actually can see abuse every single day. And it, it's it's so clear. It's in our art, it's in music, it's in um, uh, literature and books. It's in television. It's, it's in film. But I'm going to play the messages, and I'm going to we're going to get in, jump in, jump into a little bit more of that. Much love to the two beautiful queens on the panel. I hope you're doing good. I hope you're doing well. Um, that is very true. Um, I talked about this on one of my most recent shows about just like romanticizing the struggle, and like somehow <laughs> you have to we're told like you have to go through certain things in order to grow um, instead of saying hey why don't you look at other people's issues and things that maybe they brought themselves in and grow from that Um, you don't have to go through the trenches necessarily to um, establish yourself I completely agree it's a it's a weird thing that we place on ourselves yeah hey what's up I made it I'm here Hey, baby. That, that's my Christian. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My Dave Chappelle. Hey, baby. What you doing out in the street? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a picture of you doing that, E. Ruth. Hey, baby. What are you doing out in the street? It's that's late. Go to the house. <laughs> What's up? 
that's what I literally that's what that's what my eyes are say. I sometimes I'm like, I want them to see me look out this window. I want them. You know what's so crazy? I used to have a neighbor at my house in Atlanta um who had seven kids ranging from two to fourteen in one house, right? And all the time I will randomly look outside and see her two year old in diapers with no clothes on in the street. Oh no. And they don't know their toddlers in the street. And I'm always letting them know, hey, the baby's outside. The baby's outside. And it's just like, my house is not that. And I'm just like, oh. thank God. My God. You know what's so funny? I that that happened to me before. I used to live in an apartment, it was a really big apartment complex. And I was driving home from work one night. It was probably like seven o'clock, but it was dark outside. And this little boy was just outside. He probably was like three. He couldn't even speak enough. Like, you know, it's one of those things, you, you know, when, when I sent my kids to preschool, I sent them my kids to preschool when I knew they could say enough words. If they couldn't speak clearly, Kevin just stayed with them. So I was like, listen, we just need to wait. So I wanted them to know like four things. You know how to, you know how to say vagina. You know how to say penis. You know how to say, uh, you know, butt. You know how to say mouth. Like things that people can touch and someone can say, Oh, well, maybe he met PP, you know, you know, kids say things like PP, my poo poo. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. You say the words exactly what it is so that there's no uh, misunderstanding about what it is. So it's funny as I'm driving through the neighborhood and I, and I see this little boy sit, sitting outside and he's like three years old. And I literally, I could have, maybe he was like, he was probably between two and three. I could have picked him up. I could have put him in my car and I could have drove off with him. So I go and I, yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? I stop him. What are you doing outside? Um, my mommy did, but does a daddy and you can't speak. what? And I'm like, right. I said, tell me, take me, no, take me to where you live. And he walked me to this. The door was open up a little bit, like a jar. And I'm like knocking on the door, and I'm like, hey, um, is this one yours? And she's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My cousin, he's supposed to be watching him. They ain't out there. Why do you like me? I was like, I don't know. I just know that there's a baby in these streets and she was like oh yeah let me, let me bring him back in and then like a few minutes later the two cousins walk up and i'm like y'all know that these this child was out here so the next day i'm like i'm like i'm i am canvassing the house i'm waiting outside i'm trying to see who's coming out this house and so i i couldn't find whoever the parent was apparently the parent must have worked like overnight or something like that so i just <laughs> told the neighbor i was like listen your neighbor's child is out here at seven o'clock eight o'clock at night can you please tell them that they have the child i don't know i think the family was, um, I think they were Haitian. The Haitian parents don't play. I, so I know whoever was supposed to be responsible, somebody getting the, um, the uh, elephant whip because I know friends that have gotten beat by this Haitian parents. This is another parents. thing for me. <laughs> um, while I'm parenting, I feel like these jobs and how they want the hours for parents to be is a form of abuse. Yeah. Realistically, you drop your kid off probably around 7 a.m. for school. And they get out at two something. And unless you can afford an after school care, you got to pick that child up by five o'clock or six o'clock at the latest. And every minute you're late after that is a dollar. Most places. Mm. Can you pay me enough to pay for my home, my utilities, putting groceries on the table, my emergencies, and for my child care? Yay or nay? Yeah. And can I leave in order to pick up my child? Yay or nay, and the real reality is you can't. Right, and, and and that's the conversations that the people who have the power should be having. Like it's a it, it 
it is an empty conversation. It is an empty campaign to just simply focus on women who are making choices to abort their children but while not focusing on women who are, or men who are in positions where they're struggling through all these things that you just talked about and are making desperate situations and also responding to their own desperate situations that they grew up in, whether it was having an abusive mother or an abusive father or an abusive sibling who had an abusive, another abusive parent. Like it just goes so far, like it just it touches so far. Yeah, it's a bigger issue because a lot of people are having babies to be able to afford their lifestyle. Yeah. The more babies I have, the more money the government's going to give me. That part. Some people are having babies or having unprotected sex with someone they don't even like in order to have a home. That part. Because they can't afford it by themselves. Or taking on foster care kids, which we're gonna, if we get time to talk about, I have time because to talk about this. Because it comes with money, but yes. you, didn't, you didn't foster these kids to love them. You didn't foster these kids to guide them. And then most of the time, it's people who are into pedophilia that sell off and take pictures of these kids and sell them to people who are judges, lawyers, in politics. Yeah, They did a, they did a whole suite last year of all of these people in political seats and judges and lawyers who've been selling off kid porn. Yes. Oh, in Florida, they just did, they just had that, I think it was this year, I think in February, there was a, a bunch of Disney employees, and this is not to say yeah. this is related to the whole thing with the, the abortion, I mean, the gay thing, the don't say gay situation, but I will say this is that the number of judges, um, uh, the people who worked at, at Disney, just uh, regular employees, it was like a whole ring of people that were abusing children. And it just, every time I see these stories, I think about, okay, so in order for you to be a part of this type of, 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 of abuse, because with abuse, what they say is that you're, I think, three to four times more likely if you have grown up in a, in a home with abuse for you to be, mm-hmm. for, you to, for you to repeat it. And sometimes yeah. what happens, you see people say things like, if that was, if I, if I seen somebody do that to a child, I'd kill that person. And that is a definitely a valid reaction to someone abusing a child. But there's also mm-hmm. another reaction, which is to ask the question like, wait a minute, how, 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 did, how do we get to this point here? Like, how did these, how did 20 people, 20 men from different places, these are not all Americans. Some of these people were from like India. They were from like, when I saw the, 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 the racial makeup of the people, I was like, okay, this is, this is a global problem. And what is happening across the board when it comes down to sexual abuse in any of these homes, no matter the country. And the fact that there's no politician who is actually really having a campaign to address real childhood abuse or even the the people who are abused that become the abusers and have a plan for them because you can't just throw them all in one place. They that's we don't even know who all of them are because most people don't even get some people who are abusive don't even get reported. Family mm-hmm. members, you know, fa- family friends. We don't work something out within the family. Everybody knows just don't go by Uncle George. Like that is Listen, not a solution. And I'm so happy that we are not that generation anymore who keeps secrets. Or does it address the elephant in the room? I'm going to say whatever I need to say now. And I'm going to let you know to your face. Yes. If I see you in walking distance, I don't even want you to see pictures of my children. I don't want my children to even know your name. It's going to be a wrap for you. I'm not going to go into details because it's not going to be needed. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a problem. And I, and I do wonder. I'm very suspicious of the fact that we don't have 
people who have power. Even the, the when you see the Democrats talk about abortion, they don't have a plan to say, at least a counter plan to say, wait a minute, you're concerned about abortion? Let's be concerned about child abuse. Like, that's not even a question. But I'm going to play the message and we're going to jump back in that in there. I'm also sort of jealous of how families used to be. I know you both said you're from Jamaican descent. Um, I'm just plain old African-American. And I feel like, like my parents, you know, cousins grew up like siblings. Now, like if I had kids and my sisters had kids, like they wouldn't even really know each other. Like there are certain Mm -hmm. siblings I'm not even super close to, you know, like I wish I had that tight cousin relationship. And now I feel like when you raise Um, a kid it's just you and your household it's not your neighbors it's not your family as much as it used to it's definitely not extended family so it it seems kind of lonely oh well there there is a secret in that though too because that so even within my family like on my mother's side um I have I just learned this but I have like four uncles and I had uh I have an aunt that I didn't know about and then there's another aunt who had passed away this on my mother's side on my father's side, he has like seven or eight brothers and sisters. And we we know some of them, but we don't know everybody. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, I think the maybe the larger the family it is, I don't know, I shouldn't say it's kind of general because there are large families that are really close. But, you know, even within our, even within my family, generationally, there is a whole family saga about this family member not talking to that family member. We don't, t- mm-hmm. we don't talk to them. And then their name, last name spelt differently because they're the bad ones and all this stuff is a whole bunch of drama. So I know with me though, I want to be the first one to to break that. I don't want my children to do, I don't want to do what my, my parents and their parents did before them, how they navigated around the family and secrets and all the other stuff to, to Shan's point. Like, I'm not about that secrecy stuff. When I get to other family members' house, we talk about, listen, everybody knows we don't do no appropriate, no inappropriate touching. I know, I don't want anybody to talk about it. I know it's uncomfortable. Listen, I grew up in it and I refuse for us to look up, you know, to be so naive to believe that these things probably can't happen and not talk about them from the jump, from when we get up to yeah. the door. Mm-mm. And you don't have to be nasty or rude about it. You be real about it. And yeah. a lot of times people feel like, you know, back in the day it was better because our families were so close and it was so many of us. Sometimes that was worse yeah. because there are so many loopholes of where your child could be or who your child could be around, whereas you think just because that's your your brother or your sister, that wouldn't be happening. No, let's not forget that these people are people first, mm-hmm. and by default, they're related to you. But what are their intentions? And so now I feel like the relationships I have with people or the, the people that I allow to be in my children's lives, I know what their intentions are, and it's like I have a, a more transparent view of who these people are and yeah. what the come and go is like. Whereas, you know, back in the day, your parents probably drop you off at your cousin's house and come pick you up in three days and they don't know what. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And they don't even call the whole time they're there. They're like, yep. I trust it. I trust it. They know what they hit you with that. I'll be right back. Yep. Right? By day to you, like, um, this cousin's making me feel uncomfortable. So where's everybody else at? No, no, y'all just go back in the room and go play. Go play. Uh-uh. Listen, you know what happened in those rooms? Like, yeah, there was a lot of things happening in those rooms. I have stories yeah. to tell. And I don't know if the adults want to hear about it because the ones that, the, 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 the information that they did get so far, they were just like, oh, okay, well, um, let me let me call your box. Let me let me reach your box. Listen. <laughs> oh, you gotta call me back to that? Well, yeah, and yeah, I, and that's too. why my phone is dry, Eruth. I like my phone dry. 
I have aunts that I haven't seen in years. I have uncles. Well, my uncles. Most of my uncles now are deceased, but like cousins, I haven't seen in years. If I if I pass their kids, they're probably taller than me. Mm. But the ease of being able to take off work and go by this person's house, or I'm coming up there for the weekend. Dollars from a ticket from Georgia mm. to Texas right now. Like, mm-hmm. that, the and that is a part of why people don't want to have kids right now because yeah. they can't afford what it takes to have a village. The yes. village today is irresponsible for you to think the neighbor across the street that you don't know is going to do right by your children. The neighbor across the street probably hates my kids because their skin is brown. Mm. Talk about it. And that's the reality is we don't have the village that we need. Our, our, our parents are not living anymore. Uh, our aunts and uncles who are supposed to help us have all of these sicknesses where I'm scared to leave my child here because you might forget to take your diabetic medicine and mm. you're just on the floor and my kid ain't here until I get back. Mm. Like, there's so many factors on why people are not having kids right now. Yeah. And it's not because they just love abortion. Ooh, girl, I can't wait this weekend. I'm just going to pop my legs up and get me abortion. Then I'm going to go get me some ice cream. It's not that. And and I, what I'm really irritated by, Ruth, is all of these quiet men who have paid for multiple abortions mm. in order to have the mental peace that they have and audacity mm. To be like, oh yeah, I'm going to Miami this weekend, or it's it's this this weekend, and I'm a chill, and I ain't worry about being no baby daddy because ain't no woman about to get me caught up because you've been sending that money cash out. Yep. Yep. And that's another. They got Plan B pills sitting in their house ready. Yeah. And that's that's a part. That's another part of the abusive conversation that nobody talks about too, because there are statistics about the abuse between uh, men and women, and the numbers of where men twenty like twenty four percent of men experience sexual violence. Now, those men, it's a tragedy that that happens. It's absolutely a tragedy because no, they're not getting the attention that they need, but they're not also able to get pregnant, right? So all the the opposite of that where you have like 84% or something of of women who are who are raped by the time that they're like in their 20s uh, I think I want to say that's right I'll, I'll go back and double check I'm sorry the number is really high though when you look at the comparison it's like 60% difference between the men and women um of of who had sexual violence that they've experienced they're not talking about the fact that yes this happens to men but when it happens to women and the fact that even with rapes it's un, it's always it's like underreported we don't even know exactly how many of these uh, percentage of women who are having these abortions are due to rape. And some people will say this, like, you know what? I know everybody that's having an abortion is not, is not, uh, is not related to rape. But in this, a lot of the statistics, one thing that it talks about is that between like 11, like adolescents, which the numbers are anywhere between 15 to 17 years old or 10 to 24 years old, that the percentages of adolescents that make up abortions is like 12%. Like that for for that age thing, that's a lot. I'm starting to hate statistics because it's it's almost racist. Right now in Philadelphia, if a woman found out she was pregnant and wanted the government to pay for that abortion so she didn't have to pay out of pocket, all she has to tell them is 
I was raped or it was incest and they pay for it. There's no proof. I'm not saying there needs to be proof, but there's that's all that needs to be said. And there is somebody taking in the numbers of women calling in and saying this is happening. When logically it could not be happening. Income wise, these women cannot afford another child in their household, which is why they're saying this to not have to pay for this. So I mean, there's always a reason behind these numbers. That's true. I mean, that is a factor. They they um they do mention that like two two to ten percent of the rapes that are reported are false, that they find them to be false. Um, but mm-hmm. you do have to keep in mind that the I mean, I'm not, and I'm not trying to go in depth about the Me Too movement because it has its problems too. It's it started off with trying to be really legit about some 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 problems that need to be addressed, like the silence of violence and you know, all that type of stuff, about marital rape, all that kind of stuff where when they look at the numbers of women that do have abortions, some of them have already had a child. So they, they don't want to be, you know, they don't want to bring in another child. And then you have to think about the fact that when we're talking about child abuse, we're talking about abuse or domestic abuse or any violence, you know, just the idea of bringing a child into a world where you know the chances of not necessarily somebody else committing violence against you, against the child, but you potentially committing violence against the child because yeah. you don't have all these other mechanisms in place to help you like you talked about earlier having some access to child care like it would be helped so many mothers that they had a break right like i'm not saying it's okay for someone to um to black out and lash out on their child but there's a mental health factor and component that's not being addressed so if a woman is making a decision to say i i'm i'm, I'm betting against myself that uh, or i'm betting uh, i'm betting i'm betting on myself that I have the potential to not be able to have the capacity to manage uh, raising children. Because every day when this child says something, I'll be saying, I'm going to slap the hell out of you. If you're saying that every day, every day, every day. Let me tell you something. I knew mentally and financially, I could not, I could, there's no way I would be able to handle the love for three children. And I'm not saying that because I don't want to love a third kid. I have two. I'm saying I don't know how to stretch myself anymore to provide equally among three children. Two is enough. And I had to say that for myself. And I had to be comfortable with saying that for myself because I really wanted a boy. And that boy didn't happen. And then I was like, no, I'm done. Because if I have a third girl, they're going to have to put me in a loose (laughs) knee bin. Okay? That's that's real. Um, that's real because they need they need so much from you all the time and i'm just like i just feel stretched and i i can't do it and i'm not saying well maybe what happened if you have a third kid with somebody who's really supportive like you never had i i have no faith in that gamble and i'm not taking it and i think a lot of women psych themselves out where they keep having kids and they get more bitter and more bitter and more bitter. Mm-hmm. They start to resent the children that they have and it's not the kid's fault. They didn't act to be here. You made a decision to follow through. And so for me, I tap myself out in the back every time. Every time I see somebody with, oh, they got three girls. Oh, they got four kids. Oh, this girl is, can't be more than 17 pushing four kids in the stroller and trying to make it across the street before this light turned green. I'm just like, mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. That girl told that girl did that. I, I did that. I, I knew when I was supposed to stop. And it's very responsible of you to know when you need to stop. Yeah. And and I think there's there's not enough conversation about 
about letting girls know or women know that, listen, you don't, this is not a path that you have to take in terms of, you know, yeah. not, not, I'm not saying promiscuity because I don't want to say that because that's not really fair, but there, it, it's, there's an equal balance of responsibility for the men as there is for the women. So if you like what you've heard thus far, because it does get better, check out eRuth on Stereo app. Download the Stereo app. It's free. Make a, a little avatar thing. Check out eRuth, E-R-U-T-H. Uh, that's her name on there. And you can also find the show at She Gets It Pod on Stereo app. Ta-ta! I will post the next show. Just a snippet. Just a snippet. Because this was like two hours. But anyway. Enjoy your day. Bye.